This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In the closing talk of their weekend program on the path of consort relationship, Reggie discusses the three vows of the consort relationship, and Caroline offers guidance on how to integrate consort practice into everyday life. This talk was given in 2017 at a weekend program held at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, called Awakening Through Relationship, the Tantric Consort. Reggie offers more teachings and practices on the consort journey in The Tantric Consort, a four-part video course produced by Sounds True. There are three uh, vows which we could mention. Do you think we should do that? I mean, it might be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, there are three vows that come from the tradition in the consort relationship. And for those of you who know about Buddhism, they're related to the three Dharmakaya, Sambhogakaya, Nirmanakaya. The first vow is uh, unconditional love. Will you love me unconditionally? And that relates to the um, working on ourselves to develop this capacity that we've been working on this weekend to rest in a place in ourselves that's not judgmental and that is not filled with any kind of blame or shoulds or restrictions where we truly make room for the other person. And when we do that, as we saw, you know, in the Vajrayana, to see truly, to behold truly, is to love. So when we see and make room for everything that the other person is, that's the most intense and pure kind of love we could ever have. So that's the first vow, uh, to love unconditionally the other person. It means to receive them, accept them, see them, and open to them. And then the second one, which is what we're talking about now, Trung Prabhupada said, Samaya, or true commitment between two people, is the communication of the heart. And I think for me, and I know for many other men I have known, that sharing what's going on in an open and unprotected way is very difficult. And in my case, it's been something that I've had to learn with Caroline, that the only time I really get into trouble is when things are going on and I'm not right up front about it and I don't say, I'm feeling such and such. It's interesting in our culture, even today, you know, with all the changes over the last 50 years, uh, we've been reading some studies lately, boys are still brought up to not show anything that might be perceived as weakness, vulnerability, tenderness, or even feeling. It's very shocking, but that's what's going on. And so I think, you know, speaking again, you know, for uh, from my side, all of us uh, go through everything. And men, 
men feel as terrified, as weak, as incapable, as impotent, uh, or even more so, perhaps, than many women that I know. Um, they feel more uh, afraid of not being loved, perhaps, than many women that I know. And, but to give voice to that, you know, in all the relationships that I've had in my life, I have never been willing to give voice to that whole side of human experience that is very much there. And what I have learned with Caroline, and it's been one of the very greatest gifts, is that the only problem is when I don't give voice to it. You know, when those things are going on with me, I'm feeling insecure, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling unloved, I'm feeling rejected. Whatever it may be, however unreasonable it may be, that speaking it and saying it to her, it heals it. It's like shocking. I never knew that. I never knew you could do that and you could still be a guy. <laughs> so the second one is communication of the heart. And I think, uh, do you want to say anything about that? Because, uh, no? I don't yes. think so. Okay. Because you talk to me now um, in a, a way that uh, is so open and so... Um, I mean, I don't feel like there's any filters anymore. You just tell me. Well, you always have, actually. But now, <laughs> now there's a range, a range that's much bigger than in the past. And I love it when you tell me stuff. And stuff that... Um, you might think could upset me. You you tell me, and then I don't get upset. It's really strange. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's related to trusting. Mm -hmm. You know, not so much trusting on a relative level. Because, mm. you know, I don't feel necessarily that I could always trust that you won't get upset or, you know, whatever that is. But mm -hmm. there's a fundamental level of trust mm -hmm. underneath everything that you know is is within my body and yours I th at least that's how i feel yeah. and there's like why wouldn't why wouldn't i trust there's nothing to be gained for not trusting the situation in its totality and as you say the body already does trust so the more we tap into the body the more we find that unconditional trust and then the third one uh, the third commitment relates to the Nirmanakaya level. Second one is Sambhogakaya, and the first one is Dharmakaya. And that is, in all situations, to hold the utter sacredness of the relationship as a priority. And um, what that means is not, there are no excuses for not holding the relationship itself as the as utterly sacred as the center of the journey and as the priority, and certainly uh, this is where we see the patriarchy. This this one is really uh, calls the patriarchy into deep question. The the whole idea that life is only uh, you know when you when you have the patriarchy and the human those are my two poles. Uh, the human is the non-patriarchy, and then the patriarchy is this, you know, 10,000-year-old thing that happened with agriculture. The patriarchy is that it's very top-down. It's very based on what you should do. 
You know, in patriarchal cultures, we're always talking about should, and there's a lot of blame. And also in the patriarchy, everything is to be judged by its efficiency and productivity. Uh, we always have to be busy. We have to be justifying our existence to some higher order of values. Uh, patriarchy is more of a culture thing. It's called the patriarch, I think, because men have tended to be the power holders in this system, but the system destroys everybody. The patriarchy is not putting the human a connection with the beloved as the top priority, needless to say. So this one, I think, for all of us who tend to be very uh, ambitious and goal-oriented, and, and I would put myself in that category, this one is uh, deeply and uh, very wonderfully challenging to that whole project because really, so often you hear when people on their, are on their deathbed, um, they will say, I wish I had spent less time working. I wish I had spent more time on my relationships. Or love, I really realized that love is actually the only important thing. Uh, we heard about somebody recently, uh, I can't remember who it was, a man who died, uh, who had been very, you know, very like gung-ho working, building things, his company, whatever. And his last words were, love is actually the only important thing. And so this last one is uh, very beautifully challenging for all of us and uh, very much an important part of the consort relationship because if we're prioritizing other things over the quality of the relationship itself, it's not going to work. So I don't know, do you want to add anything to the vows? No, I don't think so. I'd like to address the question of how to go from here. This has come up a couple of times today. Um, you know, how would we take what we've done here this weekend forward, um, you know, when we're on our own? So, um, very simple. Uh, what I would say is the first thing is um, individual meditation practice and doing the kind of practices that we've done here. Some kind of practice to help you connect, you know, ever more deeply with yourself. And that's an important daily practice. Um, the two of us, we, we do our practice separately in separate rooms, actually. And I know with some couples, um, they like to practice together, but the two of us have found that there's a subtle holding or a subtle repression of our experience if we're actually doing our individual practice in the same room together. So we take our, you know, we, we have two different spaces where we practice. And we always do that first before we um, come together in any practice sense. So if you were doing this on a daily basis, you know, ideally you'd spend an hour in the morning, you know, working with your body and you know, connecting and being learning to hold your experience and be with whatever is coming up. And then later in the day, and this might not be every day, but we tend to do this at night before bed, you know, take 15 minutes or so and do the beholding practice that we've done here. You know, either beholding just with our being or, or gazing. So it's very simple, but it's just a, um, a commitment. 
Anything you want to add to that? Um, just to mention that in the tradition, this breathing practice, where you're very, very close and you breathe together, this kissing practice, which is, you know, I mean, it's kissing, but it's there's a little more to it than normal kissing in the sense that it's a, it's a vehicle for opening into the state of being of the other person. And then there's making love. And these are all, when approached in terms of the sacredness of the other person, they, they're all practices. And they're mentioned in the, these ancient Indian texts, all of those. So, uh, yeah. Very good. Well, a lot of appreciation and uh, love for you for being here and uh, sharing these teachings and giving us a chance to put these out to you. And um, it's been very, very meaningful for us. This is our first time we've taught a consort program. And it's the first time, as Caroline mentioned, that we have taught together. And uh, it's the first time that we've met many of you. So it's, uh, it's been very auspicious, very wonderful. Thank you. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.